Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Welcome back. In our current series by the title God and Our Culture, we are talking about how we as Christians with a biblical worldview can engage and interact with people who do not have a biblical worldview. Their foundation is the word of men and women, whereas our foundation is the word of God found here in the Bible. I have chosen four concerns that dominate in our current culture. These are the environment, evolution, gender, sex, and marriage. Thus far, we have discussed concerns about the environment and our response, rooted and grounded in the scripture. Today, let's take up evolution. Now, as soon as I use the word evolution, I better define what I mean by it. Because this word means all sorts of different things to different people. So what exactly are we talking about when we talk about evolution? Let's nail this down in this introduction. The word evolution comes to us in the English language from the Latin word that means an opening of what was rolled up or to unroll, to unroll. In terms of the broadest way to define it, let's go with change over time. So, for example, you are in dialogue with a person who seems to have changed their mind on something. You inquire about this and he or she says, yes, I have changed my mind. I have evolved on this issue. By that is meant this person has changed their mind over the course of time. And we want to use this word evolution specifically related to how human life began on earth. The origins of human life. You will see what I mean, but first it is important to distinguish three different types of evolution. An educator in biology, Roger Patterson, in his article, What is Evolution? Three Types to Recognize, accurately and helpfully names the three types as cosmological evolution or cosmic evolution, geologic evolution, and biological evolution, or chemical evolution. The first type is cosmological evolution, or cosmic evolution. Those who adhere to this insist that from the singularity of the Big Bang, all space, matter, and energy gradually formed the universe and all the galaxies, stars, and planets in it. This is cosmological or cosmic evolution. The second type of evolution is geological evolution. According to Patterson, those who believe this say that the earth formed from the debris spinning around our sun as it gathered into a ball. Over time, the earth cooled, the atmosphere formed, and the seas accumulated. The surface of the earth was shaped and reshaped over billions of years. We reject this, but countless millions very much accept this. Geological evolution 
This is the second type. And the third type, and the one we will focus on, is called biological evolution. Those who accept biological evolution believe that the first life formed as chemicals spontaneously formed every component needed for life. From this first organism, all life on Earth has gradually developed into the variety we see today. This is also known as chemical evolution, denoting specifically when non-living matter supposedly gave rise to life. I should note that I have put these into categories, but those who embrace evolution see these as on a continuum. Each of these overlap with one another according to them. And here is what is crucial for you to know. According to biological evolution, life came from non-life. Then over time, that life began to randomly generate new genetic information and over even more time eventually produced humans. Sometimes this is called molecules to man. That is a very good way to describe it in a way that we can understand and easily remember. Molecules to man. You have probably seen the artist's rendering of man evolving from ape-like creatures. On the left, you have walking a monkey. And then you watch as this monkey evolves three figures later, walking himself right into manhood. This is a drawing that tells a story. But is it just a story? Not according to our culture at large. In fact, according to most everyone we talk to, this is taken as scientific fact. Evolution is scientific fact. And this is where God himself goes crashing headlong into these so-called facts, because according to God in the Bible, life comes from life. Evolution says that life comes from non-life. The Bible says life comes from life. Man and woman do not evolve from apes. And we are going to discover the specific texts that teach this chapter and verse. We have to understand how the Bible contradicts evolution because the Bible is our foundation for refuting evolution in the culture, especially among people we know who believe that life comes from non-life. As we talk about the origins of life, we must be careful to build our foundation on God's Word. And if you are already doing this, if you as a Bible-believing Christian have tried to refute evolution, then you know how hard this is to do. Here's how it usually goes. This is well summarized by a Christian friend I will tell you more about later. How many of you have heard this? Science has proven evolution. Therefore, evolution is true. Since evolution is true, and Christians don't believe in evolution, then Christians do not believe science. Therefore, Christians are not rational people. I will repeat this, something I hear often, and you probably do too. Science has proven evolution. Therefore, evolution is true. 
since evolution is true and Christians don't believe in evolution, then Christians do not believe science. Therefore, Christians are not rational people. Is it true that Christians are non-rational people? I cannot speak for you, but I can speak for myself. And I definitely do not consider myself non-rational. I actually think I am quite rational, and I think those of you who listen to me on God Is perceive me as a rational human being. I am willing to engage anyone who has this kind of stereotype of Christians. And I will say more about this, but science has not proven evolution. Evolution is not true. That's why many Christians do not believe in evolution, but do believe in science when science is properly defined. And we are, by and large, rational people. Nevertheless, this perception of Christians has stuck. And it all starts in school. From the moment your children set foot in kindergarten, all the way through their final year in university, graduate, postgraduate, and beyond, Evolution is being pounded into them as the only acceptable way to account for the origin of human life. I invite you to listen to the chilling words of an atheist named John Dunphy. He will use the term humanism. So we are all on the same page. Humanism is a religion, and the God of humanism is the man and the woman. Man is the measure of all things. The human mind is the ultimate judge of all. John Dunphy is a humanist, and this is what he promotes here. Quote, I am convinced that the battle for humankind's future must be waged and won in the public school classroom by teachers who correctly perceive their role as the proselytizers of a new faith. A religion of humanity that recognizes and respects the spark of what theologians call divinity in every human being. These teachers must embody the same selfless dedication as the most rabid fundamentalist preachers. For these school teachers will be ministers of another sort, utilizing a classroom instead of a pulpit to convey humanist values in whatever subject they teach, regardless of educational level, preschool, daycare, or large state university. The classroom must and will become an arena of conflict between the old and the new, the rotting corpse of Christianity, together with all its adjacent evils and misery, and the new faith of humanism. That was John Dunphy writing in A Religion for a New Age. And he is saying that humanism is a religion that, ironically, needs to be taught in public schools. Well, humanism, evolution, naturalism, and materialism are religions. They are taught with religious fervor and openly allowed and encouraged in our schools that our children attend. But Christianity must be kept out. Furthermore, evolution must be taught as true science 
And it begins by indoctrinating very young children straight through to young adults in these schools. I will say more about this next time. But I hope you already see why we need to include evolution in a conversation about our culture. I'll talk to you again soon on God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.